You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2, Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This podcast is made possible by Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today our guests are Dr. Mike Brownstein and Dr. Karen Anderson. We're going to be talking about basically a call for help from Azavan Pharmaceuticals for um, caregivers. And so we're going to start off, I'm going to have um, Mike and Karen introduce themselves Mike and Karen, thank you so much for joining me today. Hold on, let me take Karen off of mute here. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, where's my mute button? There it is. Okay. Karen, can you hear us? I can, yes. Okay, great. Okay, so I'm going to start with Mike. Could you go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm Mike Brownstein. I'm uh, the vice president for drug development at Azavan, which is a company that's uh, making vasopressin antagonists that you'll hear about as the show goes on. Uh, and I've been, uh, I spent most of my research career at the National Institutes of Health uh, and then joined Azavan because I'm really passionate about trying to treat, uh, treat people who have otherwise... Um, Rather untreatable problems. Thank you so much. And Karen Anderson, Dr. Karen Anderson, most everybody knows her in the Huntington's community. If you've been to an HD convention or um, listened to podcasts. Um, so, Dr. Anderson, could you also introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I'm a neuropsychiatrist at Georgetown University and the director of the Huntington's Disease Center Psychiatry is the interface of psychiatry and neurology. So um, like Mike, I'm very passionate about working with people who have symptoms that otherwise might go untreated or that other specialty really addresses. And most of my research in the last uh, 10 years it's focused on behavioral and other systems in the Thank you so much. So what we're talking about today is the basically the research that Azavan Pharmaceuticals is doing and the call for help to our caregivers. Um, let's start off with Mike. Can you tell us a little bit about Azavan Pharmaceuticals and the research that um, you guys are doing for HD? Sure. Thanks, Lauren. Uh, Neil Simon and I, uh, at Azavan, have been interested in a hormone called vasopressin for many years now. Vasopressin is the, the so-called antidiuretic hormone. If you get dehydrated, your pituitary releases vasopressin into your bloodstream, and vasopressin tells your kidneys to hold on to water. It's really useful if you live in a desert. 
Vasopressin does this by acting on a specific receptor protein. It acts like a key that unlocks the receptor and frees it to trigger that antidiuretic effect, that water-retaining effect. But this isn't all that vasopressin does, turns out. There's another receptor for it in the brain, and that receptor is called the V1A subtype, and it regulates behavior. And that's the receptor that we wanted to build uh, inhibitors uh, or antagonists against. After we made our first uh, inhibitors, we gave them to animals. And some of the first effects, the very first effects we saw, were that the animals were much less anxious and they were much less aggressive. And in fact, we originally named the company Serenix because the drugs made the animals that we tested so serene. But this was too close to the name of another company, so we changed it to Azavan, which refers to the chemical structure of our compounds. When we were convinced that the, <clears throat> the vasopressin receptor antagonists we made might be useful to people who suffer from irritable aggression, I began to think about which specific people we should test them in. It turns out that aggressive behavior isn't uncommon at all. It's seen in patients with Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, autism, PTS, and in a problem called intermittent explosive disorder. So to get some wisdom about this, I called Joe Martin. You probably know him as well. Uh, Joe is one of the people who spearheaded the studies of the genetics of Huntington's disease. And he'd worked in my lab at the NIH on sabbatical, it turns out, before he moved to San Francisco to become the dean there uh, prior to moving back to, to Mass General. While he was uh, in the lab, we talked a lot about HD. And I wondered what he would think about trying to treat HD patients with our drugs. So I called him and asked, and he seemed pretty enthusiastic about the idea. And Joe suggested that I get in touch with Steve Hirsch, a former colleague of his at Mass General. And Steve agreed that we should test our lead compound, which is called SRX246, in people with HD. He and Karen then helped me write the NIH grant that ultimately funded the study we completed recently. And even though this study looked at how well the drug was tolerated by people and how safe it was, it gave us an opportunity to evaluate its potential usefulness too. And we feel that the, the results were pretty encouraging. So that's that's the 30,000-foot view, Aaron, uh, Lauren. Thank you so much, and I'm very excited about the research and um, and what the uh, what the data has shown as far as helping those with the aggressive behavior. It's one of the reasons um, when I was asked to be a patient advocate, I, I jumped on board because I just think it's so amazing to have something else in our arsenal to uh, to help treat the behavioral symptoms of HD. Yeah, you know, in the long run. <clears throat> everyone's hoping that there's going to be a disease-modifying treatment that will either get rid of the disease or, or prevent its, uh, its progression. But in the meantime, and maybe even then, I think it's useful to have these symptomatic uh, treatments that, uh, that sort of pick away at certain problems that, uh, that patients really suffer from and families too. Absolutely. So Azavan is requesting help from caregivers taking care of people with HD. Why? 
Yeah, I can talk a bit about that. Um, we really need to hear from people who have a relationship with someone who has HD. Um, the caregiver can be a spouse, a sibling, a parent, um, or someone, you know, who's, who's an informal caregiver, a friend, um, who knows someone with HD well, who, who can describe what it's like um, when their friend or family member has outbursts or other aggressive behaviors. One of the real challenges is, you know, when you're developing a drug, you can have the best drug in the world, a fantastic drug, but if you don't describe it the right way it, to people who are potentially in the study or taking the drug, you really can't capture the effect. So we're trying to really nail down, you know, what language really captures what caregivers experience on a, on a day-to-day basis with people from HD families who have aggressive outbursts, yelling, shouting, those types of um, symptoms. And um, again, it's, it's really challenging to make sure that we use language that, you know, really speaks to patients and families. I can come up with the best survey in the world, in my opinion, but if it doesn't really resonate with caregivers who experience these things, it's not going to do us a lot of good in any clinical trial. Right. And I, I mean, we had a phone call recently. Um, we were all on a call about this and the, the um, you know, how do caregivers uh, describe these outbursts and what's the difference between, uh, you know, like a, just a tantrum or something regular versus an actual outburst. So I think, um, you know, that's why this call is so important because in the community we tend to say, okay, our loved one had an outburst. Well, what is that to us as caregivers? Um, you know, an outburst to me is is more than just the, you know, daily um, irritation or agitation that an HD loved one has. So um, that's why this is so important is so we can take this information back and, um, you know, show this is what caregivers are, are experiencing and this is how they describe it. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited that, um, that you guys have reached out and have asked um, for the caregivers to kind of help with the description. So the qualifications for the caregiver to participate, again, is it's a, anybody who is taking care of the person? Yes, anybody who has a caregiving relationship. We like someone who, who knows the person with HD well. Um, but, you know, anyone who has a caregiving relationship, it can be somebody, you know, quite early on in the disease or somebody with very advanced symptoms. We're really looking for a range of people across stages of HD also. But, but we're also looking for one other feature of, <clears throat> of HD in, in the patients uh, whose caregivers participate, and that is that, that the patients have to exhibit um, physically, physical aggressive behavior. So not not yelling, for example, uh, exclusively, but uh, but actually problems like hitting and uh, uh, you know kicking and throwing things uh, because we want we want to understand what those problems are and how they're described by people. So do those um, behaviors need to be going on right now, or is it something that um, if we've experienced it as a caregiver in the past, we can also report on? I think it would be fine if you've experienced it in the past to uh, to describe it to us. Yeah, because, for example, my dad is now advanced stages, so he's 
he's not got a lot of aggressive behavior now, but um, he definitely had aggressive behavior in mid stages. So um, no, you'd you'd be a perfect participant. Right. Um, and how long will this take for a caregiver to be interviewed or um, or go over the questions that you guys have? So there are a few screening questions, and usually, you know, within five minutes, the questions are completed, which, uh, which tells the person if they qualify for the study or not. So, you know, there's a chance that you may call up, do the screening questions, and our interviewer may say, thank you, but, you know, this isn't quite what we're looking for. And, you know, we thank you for, for trying for the study. Um, if you qualify for the study, it should take about half an hour of your time to do this. Okay. And is it over the phone? Do they need to have computer access? No, it's just over the phone. just need, um, you know, a quiet place to talk on the phone for half an hour. Okay. Is there any compensation? There is, yes. They will be compensated for their time if they pass the screening questions and go on to do the 30-minute interview. Okay, great. And this is a question I've had a lot recently in the HD community. Do the caregivers need to be uh, located in the United States, or can they be located in a different country? We are looking for people in the United States right now. Part of that is a language issue because, you know, as, um, as Mike and I stressed, we're really trying to capture language that someone uses to describe symptoms. So um, we want people who are used to speaking English on a daily basis and located in the U.S. so that the terms that they use would be, you know, more common in the U.S. And I have one other question. I actually didn't put this on there for you guys, but um, so would it be helpful for you guys to also have feedback from uh, patients who are um, maybe beginning stages dealing with aggression and they know they have that aggression and they can kind of see it and what they consider an outburst to have, you know, that information? You know, that. It's helpful for us. I don't know that we would include it in the study, though. So um, okay. so that's the kind of thing that if they wanted to send us information, they could do that. Um, but I don't think we'd include that in the telephone screen um, for this particular study. So strictly caregivers for the study. Right. I mean, you can be someone who has the HD gene expansion, or at risk for HD yourself, but caring for another individual who has symptoms of HD. So, you know, that would certainly um, be fine. Um, but in terms of reporting only on your own symptoms, that's not quite what we're looking for yet. I'm sure we'll get to that in later phases of this. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, well, great. Did you have any final thoughts for us about this? Um. No, thanks a lot for the time. Uh, and you know, as Karen said, we're really anxious to get uh, get people <clears throat> who who are interested in doing this to volunteer. Uh, you know, we we won't be able to move forward into designing the next trial uh, unless we have it. The FDA has made it pretty clear that they would like us to characterize responses like this in some detail and then describe them to them. Okay. So I wanted to share all of this information. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, Lauren. Uh, I wanted to make sure to mention the study phone number um, that people can call if, uh, if they'd like to do the screen and see if they might qualify to do the study. Okay. And that's 202-893-1115. Okay, great. And I'm also going to include that on our show page. I'm going to also include it on Facebook and Twitter um, if you want it. Um, those ways you can find it. Um, and you're also welcome to reach out to me uh, if you have you know, questions. I'm happy to answer any questions you guys have um, as long as I have the information. So the big one um, that I've gotten recently is about if you have to be in the U.S., and I think we answered that one. Um, but definitely anybody in the HC community, if you've got questions, um, you know, information is going to be available to you on the show page or on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Dr. Anderson and Mike, uh, Dr. Brownstein, I'm sorry. I'm just so used to calling you Mike. Mike is good. Um, <laughs> Karen is good. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing this. And we hope that we can help you in the HD community. Great. Thanks again for inviting You guys take care and have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thanks you. for having us. Stay safe. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.help4hd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications.